I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Hi. Hey, it's uh, not the weekend podcast. Mm. Um, Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner, Emily Dean, uh, Steve Williams. I'll say that again, Emily Dean. <laughs> Steve Williams. Oh, God. Friend of the show. What about that? Very I, happy I mean, you're that. a bit more than a friend of the show. I see you as part of our repertory company. I'm, go- I'm so relieved, Steve. I thought he was going to crowbar in some deer hunter reference. Oh, Even he can pull I'll, that off. I was on the, I was on the verge. <laughs> Better than the grassy knoll, frankly. It was. I don't know. I thought the grassy knoll on the day was the, the key spot. <laughs> when we actually drew lots, <laughs> choice location. I was, I was hoping. I, I, I would have snatched their hand yeah. off a grassy knoll. There was a little bit of shade there, you see, mm, on the verge. Lovely. <laughs> we were in blazing sun. And you were right next to the Zapruders. Lovely family. Also, I was there so long. Oh. We had to get there earlier because um, there was a, there was a rear access to the grassy knoll, whereas the the verge you had to mm. be there basically before the crowds arrived. And you know, you keep trying your telescopic sight, and I've got a really red ring round my eye. But and I thought, if we're caught, I do not want one of those police <laughs> usual suspects photos with me yeah. with a big red look. I've got a monocle on, like the like the planters man, Mister Planter. Do you know Mister Planter? <laughs> that peanut in a monocle. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Can I just say, from the legal purposes, I'm not in any way associating Mr Planter with the killing of John F. Kennedy. No. <laughs> that kind of loose talk is what gets people in court. Frank, we've had uh, an email in. Mm. This is from uh, B in Cambridge. B? Yeah, I wonder if her name's Beatrice. Oh, is it B-E-A? Yes, B-E-A. Doesn't, um, doesn't Princess Beatrice, doesn't... Is, is she... What, the... Psychotic one. Is well, she, she was, psychotic? Well, she was psychotic at the royal wedding. Can in that I say? House. Can that we say that, were, that that was actually a casual term? That we're not <laughs> suggesting for a second that Princess Beatrice is psychotic in any way. I her makeup, exotic. Her, her eye makeup <laughs> and her hat looked somewhat psychotic well, see, I, at the I, royal I, wedding. I liked her hat. I liked it. it so it, did I. It was Dali-esque. Mm. Um, anyway, B in Cambridge. Her face was Dali-esque as well. It was. It, it had the sort of <laughs> melting <laughs> watch <laughs> look yeah. to it. <laughs> B says, Dear Frank et al. Okay. okay. I've just been packing up my belongings at the end of my penultimate term at university. Oh, oh obviously a, Cambridge, lovely. To, and upon yeah. realising what most of my bags and boxes contained, my immediate thought was Books and Bras, a novel by Beryl Bainbridge. <laughs> it's come to this. Love the show and happy to hear Emily back. Oh, I didn't mean to read that complimentary <laughs> bit, but I'm glad I did. Yes. <laughs> she, <laughs> she sounds a great girl, though, because books and bras, to me, is that perfect combination for a, a long-term life partner, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Mm. A bit of laciness and the odd chat about Becky. Yeah. Perfect. Um, but I tell you that, I had a bit of an experience of that kind myself this week. Really? I went... Um, Speaking of uh, high intellectualism, I went to see John Carter in 3D. Do you know John Carter? No. It's the new Disney sci-fi movie. Oh, uh, strange I, name for a Disney movie. It is, isn't it? Well, it's based on the uh, 
Edgar Rice Burroughs books. Oh, okay. Um, speaking of books, I don't know if I can get brass into this <laughs> bit. <laughs> no. um, Edgar Rice Burroughs, um, who wrote Tarzan. Okay. Right. Also wrote this thing, and it's about a bloke who um, he's in the Civil War, and some, he gets a bit of a knock, and when he wakes up, um, he's on Mars. Hmm. What? Yeah, and you can breathe and stuff up there, apparently, in this book. So they made a film of that, and it's... Uh, so I went to see it at the IMAX, you know, the the big Yes, the big I'm aware cinema. of it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the mm. biggest screen in Britain. Is it? And that was a bit of a, a, bit of a sad moment, because um, the last time I went to the IMAX, which is a while back, the man came out and said, he said, you know, put on your glasses and blah, 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 and yeah, leave yeah. at the exit at the back, and then he went... So, well, and enjoy the IMAX experience. The biggest screen that Europe's ever seen. And then he oh. left. And I thought, brilliant. You never get that in cinema. No. And this time they said, the biggest screen in Britain. And I thought, there's been a build. There's been a build yeah, on yeah. the continent. <laughs> They're slight. They? It's supposed to be a big recession with the Euro. They're building the biggest screen. Bigger than the one in London. So... um I watched it, and then I, I went with my um, my girlfriend's sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have what we call film clubs, so we we go on regular oh. film trips. And then we, well, we shouldn't be talking about it then. Um, it's like Fight yeah. Club, presumably. Oh yeah, the thing with film club is there is no film club. Mm-hmm. So we had um, we had uh, coffee <laughs> at the at the the cafe at the cinema, and I got the impression there were people in there who hadn't watched any of the films, who'd come in, thought, let's go out for a coffee. Why don't we go to that one at the cinema? I'd never do that. You're not welcome oh, yeah. in my... If you're not going to watch the film, stay out. Mm-hmm. Is that when you eat? You know when stay you eat? Stay out of the foyer. Yeah. It's like eating in shopping malls or something. I don't eat in stores, just so you know, Steve. That's my <laughs> personal rule. I'm phobic <laughs> about it. But I know exactly what you mean, Frank. If you haven't sampled the wares... Are you saying you don't like a food court? Oh, it makes me feel sick. I love a food oh, court. A food Around court. the world in 80 days. <laughs> that's what it's like. So anyway, we, me and uh, me and Rachel, that's her name, we sat down and um, we realised there was three women sitting in the same seating area. Three very attractive young women. Mm. Yeah. Two with um, very short skirts and one with very tight leggings. And they all look great. <laughs> I mean, they look like models. Right. Yeah, they'd, yeah. All got, they'd all got their leg, their right leg over their left leg, the three of them. There's too much detail now. Wait for it. Okay. They were all reading novels. They were all reading novels? Yeah. At a cinema? In, this is in the bar. No, in the cafe. This is in the cafe. In the flapjack and coffee cafe. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't, they weren't split. They were just the sit of them, just the three of them sitting in silence reading these books. So um, we were saying, you know, what's going on? Mm. Thinking, you know, we'd just seen a sci-fi film. Could there be aliens? Is your first step? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you were that shocked people were reading books in a cinema. And Rachel said to me, "We should take a photo." <laughs> we can't. We can't. If I'm seen taking a photo of three women like that, yeah, of course. But it was. It was so bizarre. It is bizarre. And and then after about twenty minutes, one of them looked up from her book, and they were foreigners. One of them said that. And she put, she put her, um, they were aliens, she put her bookmark, they all put their bookmarks in and got up and went. That explains really? why they were reading if they were foreigners. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I got suspicious when I saw the books were the right way up. <laughs> I thought, they're not English. Um, so I think they must be on holiday or something. And, you know, yeah. they've, they've been completely upfront about sometimes you're with friends and you just get a bit fed up of them. 
Yeah, just for yeah, a bit yeah. of a break. Right the, yeah. So they've thought, you know, let's face it, conversation's drying up. I didn't. Those last couple of jokes I could take or leave. Let's have a book break. <laughs> mm. And they've read for. It was the. It was such a brilliant thing. Maybe they've come to see the second biggest screen in Europe and read in the lobby. Yeah. Come to love. <laughs> exactly. In contempt. Yeah. An act of contempt. The screen is so small, I will not even go and read this. Sit, sit in protest. So odd, though. And uh, I, t- I, I wondered if they had a sort of a book club thing going on. You know, if they said, oh, how's, how's yours? That oh, was pretty good at mm. this point. But there didn't seem to be any conversation they about the They didn't talk to each other at all. Well, they just sort of, you know, let's go kind of. Let's go. Away. <laughs> yeah, let's go read somewhere else. See, I, I, behavior like that at cinemas is it's like when I, I went to watch a film once and there was the but people. They, can I say they weren't, they weren't no, in I, the I cinema? I totally get that. that there's would have there's been certain etiquette in a cinema. Mm. Like, I was in the theatre once, and in the cinema theatre, and the people in front of me were eating hummus and olives. Now, you don't do that in a cinema either. You do in Islington, darling. Oh, no. I wouldn't turn up to your polo and watch eat popcorn. So you don't do that in my cinema. My polo? (laughs) When did we establish that I attended the... My polo? (laughs) My polo. That was like Benny Hawkins from Crossroads. (laughs) (laughs) If if I want to have a china, (laughs) I do have a china. And and I'm... I'm not going to your polo. (laughs) Your polo, I know what you're like, with your highfalutin ways. So, so, um... (laughs) I've lost now. Okay, I'll tell you so, what we're no, talking no, but about. That, you see, one thing that one could argue there is popcorn is quite noisy for a cinema. Yes, it Whereas is. Whereas yeah. hummus and olives, mm. not virtually noise-free. Silent. Yeah, true, true. I like a boiled sweetness cinema. That wrapper. Oh, God. I was at Jackie Mason the other night, and a woman behind me got the... <laughs> she bought a box. You know, you buy a box of sweets. The only place you ever buy a box of sweets is the theatre. You always buy a bat. And she was... Oh, <laughs> not the Maltese. So all I could hear was... <laughs> 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 I like his hearing aid. Oh, it was, yeah, exactly. It was like I was on the loop and it wasn't quite working. I don't know if you've ever plugged into the loop in a theatre. Sometimes I do it just for the hell of it. Mm. But I was, I was intrigued by this and it made me think that I... Um, I've always been a bit down on people who I see reading in public. Like, you know, you see people sometimes walking down the street yeah. reading a book. I do yeah. that sometimes. Do you? Mm, you I've don't. Known. I do. If I'm really into it, I can't stop myself. You'll walk down the street reading a book. Sometimes. I if I know I haven't amazing. got far to go to my destination and I don't have heels on, I might read half a page just till I get to the end of the chapter. Surely reading's a static pastime. You can't... You'd think so, yeah. wouldn't you? No. Oh, I can see I'm on my own here. (laughs) No, but I I admire it in a way, but I do Mm. find it... I suppose it's just like a medieval iPod. Yeah. (laughs) Because you'd listen to me, you'd listen to an audio book. on the go. Yeah, and if you flick the pages quickly, it's like putting on shuffle. People text walking down the street, that's no different. No, they do. You're quite right. That's true, they hate text on the move. Mm. You hate that? I I deliberately walk into people who are reading their (laughs) phone. I do, I deliberately walk into them as as a lesson, as a subtle lesson. You've got a right streak in you, haven't you? Well, you just kind of keep, you know, you got to keep aware. We live in one of the great cities. There's, there's, you can't. It's not like you're in the country. You can be wandering, won't see anyone for half a mile. Mm. People walking straight at you. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just get those blokes who sit in pubs as well. Mm. Now, the odd thing about that is, I would happily sit in a cafe or a pub and read a newspaper. Yeah. And think nothing of it. Mm. If I got a book out, I'd think, oh no, I feel really self conscious now. Bit strange. But why? Why would you feel self conscious? Because a book looks like. It's a book. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? That's quite a big thing. Well, the, the obscure. What, yeah, what about halfway between a paper and a book? Is a phone Mag- book? Magazine? Phone book? I wouldn't read a phone book. Imagine yeah. seeing you reading a phone book. No, magazines, that's what... <laughs> Frank's melting down. <laughs> yeah, Frank's doing a, that big memory thing for sport relief. <laughs> he's reading, reading Thompson Local. He's got he's to do all the A's in Luton <laughs> on the night. That was an interesting thing before Steve was saying that... Um, what you said about the Encyclopedia Britannica? Well, it started off, you said to me that they're, they're not... They're not going to do. Era. They're not going to oh, do a hard copy now, anymore. It? Yeah. They're, they're just no going to do on online, and they're moving online. And I told Frank that when I grew up in South Wales, it, quite a tough climate. But we only had we had one one encyclopedia. <laughs> we had the letter E. So <laughs> I didn't realise. What did was, you have? The letter E. The letter E. Oh, yeah. was I in e. there? Uh, well, no, it was child actress. Yeah. <laughs> Comes under C, doesn't it? But it was—it's incredible because we knew everything about E, and I never realised there was twenty-five other volumes of information out there. Yeah, I just thought it was all about elephants. But you know, I've always admired a specialist. Well, <laughs> yeah. of all the specialist knowledges, things beginning with E <laughs> would be so brutal. It's a fact. The sort of I spy intellectual. <laughs> Can, if anyone's just tuned in and said, I know everything about E, can I point out we're talking about the, uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica? Yeah. Can you Was tell it? Mr C to stop texting in? Incidentally, <laughs> is the Encyclopedia Britannica in under E? Is it an... Un- oh, yeah. Oh, oh I see. Yeah. Are they self-referential, do you mean? Or is it under B for Britannica? It just, it Are they says, in at all? It says Encyclopedia Britannica, then it says, duh... <laughs> That's what it says in the Encyclopedia But I miss that because it was a kind of collective experience that everyone sort of had the same books. Like yeah, everyone but, had a world but, atlas as well. But did anyone ever get out the Encyclopedia Britannica in order to look up the Encyclopedia Britannica? <laughs> I wonder what this is. Where's the E? <laughs> a brilliant idea. Sort of like self-basting. <laughs> mm. So, Frank, enough about that. A bit more about me. Um, I'd like to talk about... Uh, an excursion I had this week. Oh, I love I love Emily's excursions. Well, you'll like this one. Well, we, I feel that we need a bit of a theme tune for uh, <laughs> Emily's <laughs> excursions. E.E. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> so, where did you go? Well, Frank, I went to see uh, Sweeney Todd, the Stephen Sondheim musical. Oh, well, I didn't think you meant the real person. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I know you're a fan as well. I am. I'm, I'm actually. I'm actually going next week. I know, so I won't spoil it. No spoilers. No. no. S- you won't spoil Sweeney Todd. Yeah. The story's out there. Isn't well, it? in well, terms we know. of we films, know. And I'm, I'm, I'm the pie element. Yeah, you know the pie element. Um, the pie element. Can I say we're a great band? I won't give you a review though. I'll le- we'll discuss that after you've seen it. All war tracksuit tops. Fred Perry tracksuit yeah. tops. Three point one four two fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But we, no, um, don't tell me. I won't review it. Okay. Uh, we'll discuss it once you've seen it. It's Michael Ball and Melda Staunton, Steve. Oh, nice. And uh, but I did have a fabulous celeb spot whilst I was there. I'd say it's on a par with your Richard Osman, to be honest, because I've Surely I've not. met the great Steve. I've met Jim Carrey. I've met Russell Crowe. I've even met Salman Rushdie during his fat wa- fat wire year. Salman Rushdie. Did you really? <laughs> yes. What was you? What were you doing in a cupboard? I wasn't in a cupboard. <laughs> Boris um, Becker said, yeah. God, you see, we're busy. Get out, Salman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in trouble here. I'm being chased by some crazy guys. But That's I, my impression of uh, Salman Rushdie. I uh, spotted, Frank, uh, Baz Bamig Boy. And I've always been rather obsessed by Baz Bamig Boy. Are you familiar with his work? Well, look, I don't want to offend uh, <laughs> Baz 
He's bam, the theatre critic Is he? at the Daily Mail. Oh, okay. He's quite well, jolly face. I'm not warming to him. <laughs> theatre critic, Daily Mail, they're, they're, they're piling up, aren't they? <laughs> okay. But I was very excited. So I sort of was stalking him a little bit, and then he was in... He was in what does he look like? Well, he looks not unlike the Bishop of York. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's he's, he's that sort of. I think he might even have a gap in his tooth. No, you're kidding me. Yes, he's that much of a lookalike. That's he's probably, committed. He's committed. Yeah. <laughs> that's because in when, him. when he's writing his reviews, yeah. he, he, he wedges a small torch <laughs> in there in the theatre. It's perfect. <laughs> but he he went to the coat check, and what I liked was that he got uh, a raincoat and a briefcase. Which no one really does that anymore. Were they his? It was like a dad in an old sitcom, like a dad in Sorry or something. You no, know, it's a really weird. I went out with a friend mm. um, on Friday night, pre-Jackie Mason. Yeah. And uh, he, he arrived with a briefcase. And, he, I mean, he's, you know, he's not It was like... Inspector Gadget, though, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 he's not an office... I mean, he's, he's a radio presenter himself, and he had a proper leather briefcase... Was it the OC? Bought, it, ...bought in Argentina. So, so is the briefcase dead now? Has it been replaced by the mini rucksack? Well, it's... it's it, I'll tell you what it's been... There's those things on wheels... Oh, yeah. Oh, go yeah. Into, yeah. But, yeah, people will, will have a rock... You see sort of people in... You know those people in suits who, who have trainers on so they can walk to work? Yeah, yeah. Those people, they'll have a rucksack. With one strap over one shoulder. I'm thinking I might go briefcase. I like the look of it. I was impressed. I think it would suit you. But if you were going to opt for your T-shirt slash suit combo, um, Microsoft style, I'm not sure... <laughs> Mm. I'm not sure that's going to work, Frank. Well, I think I'll be all look then. I'll look like sort of Steve Jobsy when because I've got me T-shirt on. Yeah, tucked, like... tucked in me jeans. What would they wear, Steve? Like... Though would they have a rucksack? The the sort of Microsoft posse. Oh yeah, one 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 arm in one strap. They wouldn't go two straps. One strap. Oh, oh rucksack yes. Rucksack in the back. But I like the idea of Frank having a briefcase but keeping silly <laughs> stuff in there. Like he just <laughs> opens it at a meeting and there's like a like an eagle piggle pig or something that vibrates. Oh, I don't know what an eagle piggle pig is. That's a little toy, isn't it? What are those Haribo pigs? What are they called? Oh. Um, Percy pigs. Percy pigs. Percy pigs. Thank you very much. That was uh, <laughs> the producer. Daisy, our producer, who never speaks, was so so enthusiastic at the mention of Percy pigs. It just it just just came out. <laughs> and then she put her hand over her mouth, the gas, like what? she'd said a category C swear word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I, I think we find. You know, we do do a little bit of advertising. Oh yeah, I. Um, I have trouble with the old cloakroom thing. I, I rarely, oh, do you, Frank? I rarely put anything in the cloakroom. Why not? I, I, I always think there's going to be a, a queue at the end of the event. <laughs> yes, well, there is. And I'll have to queue to get my own jacket. You know what I mean? It seems ludicrous. <laughs> Called life. Yeah. <laughs> and I, he doesn't queue. I've been to, um, I've been to matches, football matches now for for forty odd years, mm-hmm. and I never. Ever, ever leave before the end? I you don't never care. leave before the end. If we're four nil up, four nil down, I just, I'm not one of those people who says, oh, you know, I miss the traffic. Wouldn't that be brilliant if they did that in a theatre? Yeah, the, but I'm thinking, <laughs> just people. But the only time I ever think about doing it is if I've put a coat in the cloakroom at the theatre, and I think I might, yeah. I might go earlier. You leave so the theatre before the end of the. Well, I think I might. You know, you know that bit where it goes dark. <laughs> 
and it goes dark at the end, and you think, is that the end? That's probably the end, but it might not be. I'm out. Exactly. I'm off to the cloak room at that you point. You might miss he, something. Exactly. My friend did that once in Casino Royale, and she missed him saying the name's Bond, James Bond. She was so desperate to leave. Well, he said it right at the end, didn't he? Yes. He says it at the end, I think you'll find. I just love the idea of Frank, someone going to Frank, Frank, do you see it? Do you see the twist in the end? He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, but at least... in the cloak room. Okay, but I'll have my coat on. <laughs> and me And me briefcase. Not going to the usual suspects with you. Also, I made a terrible... The last time I used a cloakroom, I made the worst error of all, is I put... You know the pound... You, you used to put a pound down as a thank, as a sort mm. of a tip. Do you, are you aware of this, Steve? Yes. N- yeah. And I did it while the woman still had her back. I was... I, I, I went... To, <laughs> I went to the pocket. She turned... She turned the second thing, and I put it down. She didn't see me put it down, and I thought, now... <laughs> I've put the pound down. She thinks I haven't put a pound down. I'm not putting another one down. <laughs> this is our reputations start. And it was such a, oh, man, I, I felt, if I pick it up and put it down, she'll think, I've, he's just took one off the plate and put it back on again. Can you believe he did that? It would have been the, oh. the worst I thing. Or oh, you make reference to it. That one in the middle's mine. I put that. You know, yeah. <laughs> what, what I need to do is um, get some marked pounds yeah. with just a little with my initials <laughs> on the back. Your autograph. Maybe one with like a hole with a string on it. Mm. Maybe yes. that would. Where have I seen that? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I I once had a job. Mm. Um, <laughs> is that the end of the Congratulations. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. <laughs> uh, I, I once had a job uh, giving away leaflets in the street. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. for Sweeney Todd. Did you? The uh, yeah, the opera in Stafford. They were doing it in Stafford. Oh. And uh, I was dressed as a Victorian gentleman with a cane and top hat. I love spats. I never knew about this career. Tra- no, neither did the uh, <laughs> supplementary benefit office. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly occurs to me as I tell this story. <laughs> Nevertheless, um, oh, they so can I date you, you know. I had to stand there. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm making this up. Um, <laughs> I had to. I had to stand there. Uh, it was cold day, dressed as a Victorian gentleman. With I remember one kid came <laughs> up to me and said, "Are you uh, like Doctor Who?" And, you know, it's a complete misinterpretation. They weren't familiar with the works of Stephen Sondheim. No, I mean, they hadn't helped me out. They didn't give me a pie or a a cutthroat race or anything for... You know, I was just a a Victorian person. (laughs) I I mean, I might not have even gone to the shop. I was was an extra, like an extra walking past. I mean, give me the Sweeney Tug. If they'd have given me an apron with blood and and a Mm. a pie and, and all that, it would have been fine. And I stood there for ages. It's a, such a depressing... If you've ever handed out leaflets, it's such a nightmare. Oh, yeah. I've mm. done it. And I did it for four hours till I got rid of my very last leaflet. I was so conscientious. Mm. And I, I'd say I'd walked a 100 yards. I passed two bins. And each of them <laughs> runneth over with these leaflets. <laughs> I could have completely eliminated the middleman and just gone and put them in bins. <laughs> so... Um, I've always got a bit of a shudder when I think of uh, Sweeney Todd, fine musical mm. as it may be. Well, I, I look forward to hearing what you think. But it wasn't my only... I had some more Sondheim. I went to the cinema as well, Frank, this week because I was watching a live satellite link-up to a performance of a Sondheim musical in New York. Oh, so, yeah. as you can imagine, it was just the sort of demographic in the cinema. There was a lot of... 
sort of elder, elderly gentlemen in mm. pairs with glasses on lanyards. Um, I'm with you. you. Know where yeah. we are here? Yes. Wives wait in the lobby reading books. No, no wives, darling. <laughs> yeah, probably no, no wives. Probably no wives. Uh, um, <laughs> um, if you'd have got a month later, would they have had pastel shade sweaters knotted yes, around their necks? Very much so. <laughs> Lovely. Um, but I'm, f- I'm afraid the sound failed very early oh, on. No. Oh no! And they didn't take it well. <laughs> they got quite hysterical. I bet. One man, it was like his entire family had been wiped out. He went, oh, God. It was like he was crying. <laughs> that is terrible, because you're not going to get that back again if it's a live performance. Are you? No. Well, a, man, a sort of callow youth came up and said, if you would like to come and see me afterwards. And I said, what, so we can have a go at you? <laughs> he said, no. No, he did offer refunds. I couldn't be bothered to keep. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I like the retro nature of the sound failing, Frank. Cause it sort of doesn't happen very often these days. Well, I human. Had, it's human. I had the yes. most the most retro cinema failing. I went to see Rush Hour. This has been a few years back. You know All Rush right. Hour, Jackie yeah, Chan, yeah, 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 Jackie Chan. And um, <laughs> the film stopped, but it stopped in a sort of a cinema paradiso <laughs> kind of a way. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't stop in a modern way at all. It, have you ever seen this? The sort of film catches fire from the centre. <laughs> yeah. But that happened. Wow. It didn't. It did that. I didn't think it, that could happen anymore in modern technology. That's a Chemical Brothers video. Yeah. And this has been a few, whenever the first Rush Hour came out. I don't yeah. know. But <clears throat> but um, we'd seen um, probably an hour and ten of, of the movie. And we didn't get the refund offer. They said that they gave Didn't us you? some things, and they said if you if you want to come back and see the film again, I wonder if those people who left the cinema are thinking that was the end. Like it was a bit of an odd ending. Yeah, off cool fire in the middle. Can I say <laughs> I, was, I was moved to London by this? <laughs> Before you make assumptions. Yeah, unless you suggest that Rosh had got a hardcore Bromley following wherever it played. <laughs> a bit like myself. Um, yeah, so uh, you know, I never went back. I've never seen it since. I've never seen the last Haven't half you? hour of Russia. <laughs> I've no. I love the film. I really enjoyed it. Very entertaining. That's to your the credit, Guardian. isn't it? Pardon? That's to your credit, isn't it? That I never went back. Yeah, never go back. For, I've never seen ET, and I never will. That's my lifelong. Well, it's what a slightly me? different debate, <laughs> isn't it? I've, I've seen an hour and ten of this film. I might yeah. as well finish it off. Besides, you're wrong about ET. I'd say ET arguably in the top ten greatest films ever made. It yeah, is, but it's, it's my my thing that I've never seen. You've it. never seen. Yeah, um, I love it, and I love the fact I've never seen it. That's ridiculous. That's just <laughs> deliberately missing out on something that can be really entertaining. No. You're the sort of Anne Widdicombe of the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> if, she, if it's if true, if you've elected to walk out, that's different. I think. Well, in that case, you know, you had no choice, Frank, really. Oh, no, but I, I could have gone back. I feel stupid I haven't seen the end of it. No, mm. I, I don't think you should. I'll I tell you what I had. I had some uh, I had some kids sitting behind me in John Carter in 3D. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, they get the seat kickers. Yeah. Oh, I, ha- I hate needers more. I had that at Sweeney Todd. Yeah, well, there was a woman sitting next to me, and she decided to turn around and give the big stare both to the children... Oh, and yeah. the pet. I mean, she yeah. turned around. And she stared for what must have been about fifteen seconds. I mean, it was. Yeah. yeah. But you can't. You see, when you go to the biggest screen in Britain, <laughs> imagine how big the three D glasses are. <laughs> it, it looked like a very assertive Sue Pollard. It wasn't frightening anybody. You know what I mean? She. You can't do an authoritative stare in enormous three no. D spectacles. It was a complete waste of time. Oh, Enough. Yeah. What else is going on in the world? Well, talking of 
wastes of time. Mm. Um, Virgin. Can I say you're my favourite waste of time? Oh, that's lovely. Owen oh, Paul, what's happened to him? I don't know. He sung that I think, song. I think I robbed Peter as an option of Owen Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, your new neighbour will like that joke this oh, week, Frank. Yeah. If he's moved in, he's yet. not. Moved, I don't think he's moved. I, I think the Archbishop is doing. He's doing the Christmas sermon. How oh, is he? Yeah, you have to. You have to serve notice. Oh, that's good. I think yeah. Um, he's got to he, get. He's got to get that uh, pulpit down. That does he go on gardening leave? Pulpit. They should give him gardening leave. Um, so anyway, yeah, talking a waste of time. Apparently, Virgin Atlantic. Mm. Uh, they're employing a whispering coach. Which I think sounds rather strange decision on their part. Is that, like the, is that the quiet coach on a train? Yeah. <laughs> it's the idea is that their staff will be trained to speak at a decibel level that's going to be comforting to passengers. Because oh, you know people get quite stressed when they're yes. when they're flying. So I don't know. It's going to be twenty to thirty decibels. I don't know what that is, but I suspect it's a lot quieter than me. Well, if it's a whisper, I mean, it's a it's a whisper. It's half the volume it? of a normal adult conversation. Oh, okay. Mm. So it's like that. Sorry, everyone. The plane is on oh. fire. <laughs> it's not going to help. Is it saying it quietly won't help? Imagine if you sat down the back, you wouldn't even hear them. Oh God, that would be terrible. No, I suppose it's when they just say, uh, when you press the light, and they come over and say, "Can I help you, sir?" <laughs> That sounds like the Boston Strangler. Yeah, get lost. Oh, that's scary. Get lost. That's what I'd say to her. My girlfriend, Kat, does this thing. If we're in a restaurant, she barely looks at me in a restaurant. She's such a robber-necker. She's listening to everything, and she's always on about the the woman on the next table and Mm. stuff like that. But um, she won't risk a whisper in case the woman hears. So she mimes, which is ten times worse. (laughs) So if there's a woman with with a big... Loose throat. Mm. You know, you get those women with the big loose yeah, yeah. throat. Mm. You know, the, the wind affected. The wind. Oh, yeah. af- the wind affected. Um, what do they call it on a on a chicken? That that bit. Is it the gizzard? Yes, I believe so. I don't think it is. You know, it's got a good name. Oh, that. it has. Oh, we'll remember it in yeah. a minute, Frank. It's a, is it the what? Is it the wattle. The wattle. The wattle. Yeah, the you wattle. see, you get people with that the the big loose wattle. And we were sitting. Um, we, we were close to uh, a big wattle uh, recently. And Kath, instead of saying, look at that, look at the wattle on that woman, she starts going, and, and doing like a miming <laughs> yeah, one yeah, on her yeah. with her fingers slightly waving <laughs> in the breath. And you think, well, that's the worst possible way. Mm. I suppose the master of uh, whispering would be um, Sooty. Oh. Sooty? Unless you're Does really he... close to Sooty, you can't hear a damn thing. <laughs> Matthew Corbett would get right in there and go, what's that, Sooty? Yes. I agree with that. Yes, you're right. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yes, you're right about the 50 pence tax. I mean, stuff like that. (laughs) But I couldn't even... I couldn't hear the slightest thing. Well, I don't actually like whisperers. I don't like... It makes me feel a bit sick because I don't (laughs) like it. When people cry, they talk like that. And they could have eaten chives or something. And I just don't like people's voices near my ear. I don't like it. In person. I don't mind on the radio. But I, I don't like people that near me, you don't maybe, like whi- is what we're discovering. You don't like a whisper in the ear? Oh! I oh. find often in a club or That's a crowded horrible. bar, people will lean in yeah. and shout. Shout, yeah. yeah. And that, you know when you feel there's, there's some nerve in your inner ear that yeah. that hurts when they do that? I can't mm. cope with The that. wattle of your inner ear. Yeah, the wattle. Mm. No, I like whispers. Like, you can't watch the snooker. 
But the snooker, you need a guy whispering. It's part of the atmosphere. Oh, that's true, Steve. You couldn't have someone shouting. <laughs> but they're not, they don't whisper like Ted. When, you know Ted Lowe, the, the classic, who used to say, uh, the game of chess played on the green base. <laughs> <laughs> now, he, the reason he did that is because they didn't used to have a commentator's box in the early days. Oh, is days. that right? So he was literally sitting in the oh. audience going, so Joe Davis comes up, so that they didn't put the... So they don't need to whisper now, but... I also know that he had a, an answer phone that said, this is Ted Lowe's answer phone. <laughs> I'm afraid you're snookered. I'm out. And it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I don't like it, thanks, when drunks whisper either. Do, do drunks ever <laughs> yes, whisper? Yes, because they go, shh, you'll wake them up. Oh, yeah. In a, what I call a drunk whisper, yeah, which loud. is louder than a normal, normal decibel level of 60 to 70. That could be a problem on the plane. Mm. <laughs> where so many of the, ab- the cabin crew are drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, what I'd like to know, the horse whisperer, is that a pun? What do you mean? Is it like the horse whisperer? <laughs> <laughs> is that why he calls it the horse whisperer? Because Sorry, of it a took horse. me a while, I went horse. a bit Donna Air. Is it, though? Is it? No. No, it's just because he talks to the horses. No, I know that, but I know that's what I know what it's about. But I'm wondering... But you're saying... You know when you come up with a title, you often come up with a pun? Yeah, yeah. No, because the man who wrote it is a very serious BBC man that knows my father, actually. Is that right? And he wouldn't have done that. Okay. He's not a gag merchant. <laughs> mm. I say, I, I don't praise him for that. I think it would have been a very fine pun. I bet he's a gig merchant. <laughs> that was a horse joke, which I'm not totally sure about. <laughs> it's a gig, isn't it? Is that what they call those small carts? I wouldn't know. Okay. They were and some of them did fall on stony <laughs> ground. <laughs> Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.